Job chapter 22. I've just finished reading through the book of Job. I'm so impressed I'm going to read it again. (laughs) So you might get a few more Job messages the next couple of weeks. Uh, Job chapter 22. I was struck by verse 21. It reads, Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. Let's bow for prayer. O God, we are grateful for the opportunity to study your holy word. Please teach us, help us, Lord, to live godly and to know how to know you more intimately. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. On this Father's Day, we have the opportunity to remember and honour our physical fathers, and I trust that you've done so. Um, Whether you are a father or not, as Christians, or as a Bible-believing Christian, as a person that has received Jesus Christ as personal saviour, we have a heavenly Father who is worthy of our honour and worthy of our constant remembrance. By receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour, we become sons of God. But to as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. And God becomes our heavenly Father. Now, how do we honour our Heavenly Father? On Wednesday evening, we noted some foundational ways by which we can honour our Heavenly Father. We looked at Romans 8.15. It talks about praying Abba Father, praying to our Heavenly Father. We looked at Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, where it talks about expressing thankfulness to God our Heavenly Father. We looked at Galatians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 where it talks about obeying our Heavenly Father. We also looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 16 and 17 and 18 where it talks about pursuing holiness because we are children of a Heavenly Father. And last but not least, we looked at James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, which talks about not erring, not shifting from God's standards because we have a heavenly Father. The greatest way by which we can honour our heavenly Father, beyond what we've just uh, reviewed, is found within this little text here, in Job chapter 22, verse 21. Acquaint now thyself with him. This is the greatest means by which you and I can honour our Heavenly Father is to acquaint ourselves with him. I've just completed reading again A.W. Tozer's book on the knowledge of the holy. In this book, he goes through some of the main attributes of God. 
And he begins this book by giving a, an honest, upfront criticism of Christianity in general in that there is a very low view of God w within Christendom generally. And Mr. Tozer spells out, and the byproduct of this, or the fruit of this, is that it leads to a multitude of evils. And he concludes the book by challenging the reader to acquaint themselves with God. And this is the path to personal revival. And this is what will honour our God foremost. That you and I know Him and know Him intimately. Now the context of Job chapter 22 is that Eliphaz has just rebuked Job severely from the basis that sin leads to judgment. And that is the emphasis from verses 1 to 5 of chapter 22. And then from verses 6 to 20, Eliphaz accuses Job of a number of sins that he must be guilty of. He must be guilty of. And he spells them out there uh, from verses 6 to verse 20. And this leads us to our text where Eliphaz exhorts Job to return to God, to return to God from his waywardness. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. Now, even though, as it is affirmed at the end of the book, Eliphaz was misdirected, in his judgment of Job. But, but, we have from verse 21 to the end of the chapter, truth. Job is full of mis, misdirected truth. <laughs> where Job is accused of sin and that's why he has experienced the hardship and the suffering that he is experiencing. So in the midst of this false accusation, uh, each of these individuals that try to straighten Job out, in the process they do spell out truth, but it's not necessarily directed uh, accurately. But nevertheless there is truth. So here in verse 21, Eliphaz encourages Job, Job, you need to acquaint now thyself with God once again. And then he goes on and he spells out some of the benefits of knowing God intimately. So I'd like for us to spend a few moments and study from verse 21 onwards and note the fact that you and I, the greatest means or way that you and I can honour God is to know Him and to know Him intimately. Now note the word acquaint there in verse 21. We use this word casually. We talk about having an acquaintance. 
and, uh, and the way that we use the word, we use it uh, to convey a casual, um, a non-committal, uh, not very close affiliation. Uh, this is my acquaintance. But in the scriptures, it has a deeper, greater meaning than that. The word acquaint in the scriptures means to be familiar with, to know. In fact, the base word that's translated acquaint here in verse 21 occurs 12 times in the Old Testament. And in other places, it is translated cherish, treasure, profit, advantage. So the essence of this word is that if the Lord is precious to us, if we uh, treasure, if we cherish the Lord, then there is a blessing attached to that. And it rightfully reads there at the end of verse 21, be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. I guess the New Testament equivalent would be Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So this verse here in Job 22:21 is in reference to uh, a personal walk with God in knowing God as our most treasured possession. And Eliphaz, though his rebuke was misdirected, he still spelled out a valuable truth that you and I need to understand that our chief goal in life is to know God and to know him intimately. Acquaint now thyself with him. In knowing God, this should be our most treasured possession. So if you and I on this Father's Day uh, want to be mindful of how we can honour our eternal Father, it comes back to you and I knowing God. Acquaint now thyself with him. Note the, the, the wording here in verse 21. To acquaint, to be familiar, to know God. Acquaint now, at this moment, in the present. In other words, while you have the opportunity to know God, make that your, your, your passion, your heart cry, to know God intimately. And what I love uh, about the writings of A.W. Tozer, you can't go wrong reading his writings. He was a, a prophet on steroids. And uh, he, he really spelled out truth. And he was passionate about knowing God. And his whole premise is that because we have such a low view of God, we tolerate so much evil. 
But if we really understand God and if we really know God and we know God in his full majesty, it will have an effect upon our lives. It was A.W. Tozer's passion to know God and he desired to keep the majesty of God in full focus. And this book, The Knowledge of the Holy, is his signature book and I would strongly recommend if you don't have a copy of it to invest and it will stir your soul about the need to to know God. Acquaint now thyself, note there in verse 21, acquaint now, take the opportunity now, we have the opportunity now, that is you and I that know Jesus Christ as Saviour, we have the presence of the Holy Spirit, we have the Word of God, acquaint now, we have the opportunity to know God intimately, we have been uh, reconciled to our God, acquaint now thyself, that's the next key word, That conveys to me the personal responsibility for you and I to know God. The fact is that you and I know as much of God as we want to know about God. And we are as close close to God as what we want to be with God. Because James chapter 4 verse 8 teaches us, draw nigh to God and what? He'll draw nigh to you. So it's up to you. It's up to me. Our problem is that we settle with a, a, a um, second class uh, brand of Christianity and it's well illustrated in the life of Simon Peter after our Lord was betrayed and arrested in that Peter followed afar off. And uh, acquaint now thyself. I know as much of God and I am as close to God as I choose to be. Acquaint now thyself and then note the next little phrase in verse 21, with him, with him. Are we not all well acquainted with all sorts of temple things? There are those that are well acquainted with a particular sport. There are those of us that that are well acquainted with music, our career, our profession. Some of us are well acquainted with technology. Some of us are well acquainted with cars. Some of us are well acquainted with the weather. But what about God? What about God? But some of us, if we were to bring up a certain topic that is dear to us, we would be very quick to vomit out all of our knowledge (laughs) because we are well acquainted with this, that or the other. But how acquainted are you and I with God? If somebody said to you, talk about God with me. Tell me about your God. I 
I rest my case. How well acquainted are we with God? God should be our chief acquaintance, should he not? See, Hebrews chapter 10, please. Quickly, Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 19 and 20 reads, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. It is the same blood of Jesus Christ that provides access for all of us that are in Christ into the very presence of God the Father. Acquaint now thyself with him. If you are a Christian this evening, if you know Jesus Christ as Saviour, you can know God intimately. You can know him as well as I know him. In fact, you can know God more intimately than I know him. Because we all have access by the same blood of Jesus into the presence of God the Father, do we not? Acquaint now thyself with him. That's how we honour our Heavenly Father. We know Him. We make it our passion to know God. I guess in a sense we, we strive to be an expert on God. This is how our God is honoured. And then verse 21 goes on to read here, in Job chapter 22, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. And you will literally be at peace. What God will do for those that honour their heavenly Father by acquainting themselves with him, peace, shalom, from the base word that means to be safe. You're at peace because you feel safe. People are craving peace. God is the Prince of Peace. He offers peace with God by faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us in Romans 5.1 that we have peace with God when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. And my friend, this evening, if you've yet to receive Jesus Christ as your own personal Saviour, He is the Prince of Peace. And you need Christ within to experience that 
peace. Not only peace with God, but the peace of God. The presence of of God's peace that passes all understanding. That is beyond comprehension. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. If we honour our Heavenly Father and spend time with Him, acquainting ourselves with Him, we will experience this lasting inner peace. Our Lord Jesus put it this way in John chapter 14, please. Go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 27. It reads, And Jesus saith unto them, John chapter 14, verse 27. No, that is not the verse that I'm looking for. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. That's the verse I'm looking for. 14.27. Ah, it is John 14.27. It pays if you're in the right book. I was in Mark 14.27. Oh dear. Father's Day. Okay, John 14.27. Thank you for that. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Be at peace. But also if you go back to Job chapter 22 verse 21... In knowing God intimately, in being familiar with God, not only will there be peace, but note at the end of verse 21 it reads, thereby good shall come unto thee. What God will do for those that honour our Heavenly Father, those that acquaint themselves with Him. He promises peace. And also at the end of verse 21, thereby good shall come unto thee. What God offers because God is good. In Psalm 52.1 it reads, the goodness of God endureth continually. God is always good. He's always good. At times we don't understand or value his goodness but God is always good always he never fails to be good because the goodness of God endureth continually and in fact in Psalm 145 verse 9 it reads the Lord is good 
to all. All of us, in some measure, experience, whether we realize it or not, the goodness of God. Acquaint now thyself with him, be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. See, it's the goodness of God, it's because God is good, we can repent of our sin and be saved from death and hell. According to Romans chapter 2, please. Romans chapter 2, verse number 4, it reads, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. See, because God is good, we can repent of our sin and be saved from death and hell because God is good. God is always good. God is good to all because he has provided salvation for all. For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It is the goodness of God that leads to repentance because God is good, you and I can repent of our sin and receive life eternal. We are saved by the grace of God in accordance, to, in accordance with the goodness of God. God is good. God is good always. The goodness of God endureth continually. The Lord is good to all. And here in Job 22 verse 21, Acquaint now thyself with him. Be at peace. And you will be at peace. You will experience peace. That's what it literally means. And thereby good shall come unto thee. I guess a New Testament equivalent for this would be Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. If God is our priority, if our relationship with him is first and foremost, to know him, to know him intimately, to know him more than we know anything, anybody else. God promises peace and God promises us that good shall come unto thee. For those that acquaint themselves with God, he promises peace, he promises his goodness. Note then verse 22 and 23 please of Job 22. It reads, Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up, thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. These verses deal with the issue of cleansing, purification. And Eliphaz is encouraging Job, Now, if you will acquaint yourself with God, you will experience peace and good shall come upon you and the good of purification, 
of cleansing. In John 15, 3, it talks about, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. When you and I spend time in the word of God daily, God will cleanse us. The good of cleansing. The good of having our needs met. Look at verses 24 and 25, please. Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, the gold of Ophir, as the stones of the brooks. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. I see here the principle of God providing for our needs. Psalm 23, 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. There will be purification, cleansing within that relationship, that walk with God. God will purify us in and through his word and the work of the Holy Spirit. And God will provide our needs. He will provide abundantly. But also note then verse 25, it reads, Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defence. God will protect. Now, poor Job must have felt very vulnerable. May I remind you, he lost everything. Lost his camels, lost his sheep, lost his oxen, lost his children. He was left with a wife that just encouraged him to curse God. He's got only three friends that are basically saying, you've sinned, get right with God. Job is very vulnerable. Acquaint now thyself with him and you will be at peace. Good shall come upon thee. God will protect. He that abideth under the shadow of the Almighty, the Bible teaches us. God will protect you and I as we remain under uh, communion with him. Psalm 91 verse 1. But look at verses 27 and 28. Some further good. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. And thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. I see here, Answer to prayers. Answers to prayers. Acquaint now thyself with him. You'll be at peace. Good shall come unto thee. God will purify. God will provide. God will protect. And God will answer your prayers. Because you are spending time with God. You are spending quality time with God. You are knowing God. And in knowing God, you uh, praying with the mind of God and as you bring your petitions before God, God hears those prayers and answers those prayers. When was the last time God answered your prayers? I say specific prayers. And then at the end of verse 28, it, it reads, And the light shall shine upon thy ways. God will provide a clear pathway. 
poor Job, he was in a bad way. He needed direction. Acquaint now thyself with him, and you will be at peace. Should good shall come upon thee, there will be direction. And then last but not least, note then verses 29 and 30, it reads, When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, There is lifting up. And he shall save the humble person. He shall deliver the island of the innocent. And it is delivered by the pureness of thine hands. Now, when you read the book of Job, you'll see towards the end that Job, in his prime, was a very helpful individual. He shared his substance with others. He wasn't one that just stocked up his wealth. He was a man that shared his substance and he helped others. And we see within these verses the promise that God will enable you, Job, once again to not only pass on hope to others but also help others. In other words, Job, you will be useful to your God once again. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is lifting up. Because you've acquainted yourself with God, your faith is strong, you know the God of hope intimately, and therefore you can pass on that hope to others, and you have that hope that strengthens you and sustains you to help others, to help others. God enables us to pass on hope and help to others. We can be of use to God if we know God. So acquaint now thyself with him. The greatest way we can honour our Heavenly Father is to acquaint ourselves with him. How is your personal walk with God? How well do you know God? If I was to bring up a conversation with you or or if you were to bring up a conversation with me by simply asking the question, tell me about God. Talk to me about your God. How long will that conversation go for? I like to think if you asked me about my wife, I'd go for it. Because I know my wife. If you would ask my wife about me, I would dare say she knows a little bit about me. She knows me very well. I think she knows me better than I know me. Funny that, isn't it, husbands? What about our God? How well do you know God? Somebody asks you the question, just just tell me about your God. Oh, he's loving. 
Is he really? Tell me about the love of God. He is uh, just. What does that mean? Tell me about the justice of God. Um, God is gracious. Really? Tell me, how is God gracious? Acquaint now thyself with him. Our God is a loving God. His love has no beginning because he is eternal. His love has no end because he is infinite. It has no limit. His love is incomprehensible. It's vast, it's bottomless. It's a shoreless sea before which we kneel in joyful silence, said A.W. Tozer. He knew his God. In this book, he talks about the grace of God. It is his goodness directed toward human debt and demerit. Grace is the good pleasure of God that inclines him to bestow benefits upon the undeserving. The goodness of God is the drive behind all the blessings he bestows upon us. God created us because he felt good. He is good in his heart. And he redeemed us for the same reason, because he is good, divine goodness. As one of God's attributes is self-caused, it's infinite, it's perfect, it's eternal. God is good. God is merciful. God is actively compassionate. We who earned banishment enjoy communion. Why? Because of the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, the love of God. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. Purification, provision, protection, having our prayers answered, direction and the ability to pass on hope and help to others. Peace and good shall come unto thee. So I'd like to encourage you, church family, this evening, on this Father's Day, as we honour our physical fathers, let's never lose sight of the fact that we need to honour our Heavenly Father. 
and the greatest means by which we can honour our Heavenly Father is to know Him, to know Him intimately. And God gives us the promise, if you will make it your priority to acquaint yourself with me, you'll enjoy peace and I will bless you with my goodness. Acquaint now thyself with him. Be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. As we honour our earthly fathers, let us honour more so our eternal heavenly Father on a daily basis by spending time with Him. We have the Word of God. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit. We have access into the very presence of God the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I can know God intimately. It's our choice. And God promises to bless our lives if we make it our priority. Let's bow for prayer.